names like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin. Like this guy here. His name is Fagan. Harrison Fagan. And we're live. Welcome, everybody, to the I Loathe Basketball Podcast. I have to update at, on the presentation, so don't mind me for a quick second. There we go. Um, I am Anthony Irwin, as always, joined by Harrison Fagan. Uh, we have quite a bit that we have to get to today. Well, not really quite a bit. It's kind of quiet. It's it's quietish, I would say, um, by Lakers standards. Uh, we have to talk about the Anthony Davis, the latest on his injury. Adrian Wojnarowski says that he has started jogging and may start jumping. Um, that doesn't sound great to me. That like they're like updating every individual movement that he adds to his repertoire. Um, we have to talk about this report from Howard Beck that apparently, hey, uh, there are some around the league who don't think that uh, the Lakers are allowed to move their picks. So that's fantastic. Um, and then, you know, finally, as as like a, a topper of all of this, like relatively right before we went live, um, I we, we got reports that LeBron has a non-COVID uh, illness and is not going to be playing in tonight's game against Miami. The reason I looked at this distracted is because I don't think my, yep, my mic is not working once again. So I'm going to go ahead. I, I really am sorry that, that I keep only noticing this once we go live on air. That's sort of, you know, I, we are going to, we're going to have to hire a producer for this show just to like do basic things to be like, is Anthony's mic on? Yes or no. You know, just uh, like little stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, that seems like a smart turn, idea. You, you could do the Bill Simmons thing and be like, turn the TikTok t camera on, Kyle. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I heard that the first time. I was like, "We they really have one? That's, that seems kind of interesting. Yeah, it means but. Bill's about to do a TikTok dance while saying why the Celtics are not in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I would pay to watch Bill Simmons do a TikTok dance. Like I, I, would, I, would, I would resubscribe to a show if I knew that that was a possibility. That at any moment... He could maybe start doing dance. Um, can you hear me now? Is oh, it, my is God. You sound better? so much better. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, fantastic. We yeah. are professionals. <laughs> <laughs> Super glad we were live for all of that. Just yeah, no. fucking thrilled. Hey, look. We all need a shoot around, okay? We were getting some reps in and getting warmed up <laughs> while you turned your mic on. We were talking about robes. We spoke for a solid ten minutes before yeah. we were like before we went live. You, you know what it is? That, that you never you never turn your mic on for meetings. So I'm just like used to mm. you talking into an echoey thing, and then I only realize once I see the little live thing up in the corner. I'm like, oh no, Anthony sounds like shit. Like so, <laughs> we're gonna get this eventually. Oh man, I'm like. I mean, we've only been doing myself. this for like ten years together. It's okay. Eventually, we're gonna figure it out. You know, you would think that Streamyard would just save a mic. Would it kill you, Streamyard? Just save a mic. It saves That's, I'm mic. always gonna I, use I a stupid mic. I I'm blaming this user error. It it saves, it automatically picks mine every time. Yeah, mm -hmm. white privilege. All right, so <laughs> we're going to. <laughs> So we're going to start with the Anthony Davis injury update. Um, again, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, uh, he has started jogging, done some light running, and may move on to jumping here pretty soon. Um, he says that, the, you know, it's funny. He framed it as, hey, this is optimistic. And then it was like, he's jumping, which... No, it's not. <laughs> he's jumping. No, he's not he jumping. He might start jumping soon, which <laughs> <he> is... <laughs> Like I get, I under so I understand the logical part of my brain gets that 
with all injuries, there's a progression. Like, you can't just immediately, yes. like, if, if he was on crutches or something, which he never was or whatever. But, like, just say, yeah. you know, if you've ever had an injury, you're on crutches. You don't immediately just, like, toss aside the crutches and be like, well, every day you're like, let me see if I could jump now or walk on the other leg. You know, there's a timetable. You test it out. You see how it's going. You know, maybe you upgrade to a cane at some point, and then, depending on how bad the injury is. And then you go to walking on your own or you use a boot or whatever it may be. So I get that there's a progression in all this stuff, and they aren't having him jump right now and there's a reason for that and that eventually they do actually have to try jumping it's just an extremely depressing injury update to get on a player and have said out loud that it's like yeah you know they're hoping that he can jump pain-free soon <laughs> yeah and that they're gonna like test that and if the t which implies that hey there's a chance that he's going to jump and say ow and they're going to say <laughs> well okay i guess jumping We're is jumping too much anymore. at this yeah. point so you know what it reminds me of, and and like now that I'm talking about it, it's bringing back some PTSD. But remember with Andrew Bynum, with his, gosh, I think it was his first. Well, I think probably both, but I think it was his first injury, where, uh, you know, he was he he got hurt. Uh, he landed on Lamar Odom's foot, uh, dislocated his his kneecap basically and was going to be out for that season. And it was really a bummer because he was playing incredible basketball. Like that was, that is still like one of my, if not my actual favorite Lakers season of all time, where that was a year that started with the Kobe trade demand. And he, you know, he was pissed because Andrew Bynum specifically uh, was, was like, like wasn't making progress and the Lakers weren't trading him. Um, if you watch the Hulu documentary, there were people apparently in the Lakers organization who thought that Jim Buss saw Andrew Bynum as like the next, like he was the guy actually maybe for a little while while Kobe was there, um, which is just hilarious. But, but yeah, they, Andrew Bynum goes down. He, uh, and, and he at later in the year, he started running on this gravity, um, the managing. Yeah. Yeah. The alter, the alter G treadmill. And, it was always a giant update when you would get the percentage of his weight that he was running on. Remember, it's like, oh, so he, I do remember this. Remember yeah. this? They, yeah, it was like, like updating it was, percentages. Yes, yes, that was very. Those were very sad injury updates. <laughs> so it's just like, and Donnie, Donnie, with the note of all notes here, nothing makes me feel better about Anthony Davis and an Andrew Bynum analogy. But I'm telling you, this is like, this is exactly that. Where we're sitting here, like, I remember with Bynum, it started like 15%, and it was like February, right? And then, and then, so you started charting, all right, so he's going from 15 to like 25, and that was in like mid-February, and then in March, he jumped up to like 30, and you're like, well, unless, like, if you just draw a line for slope here, Based Unless they on... just turn off the water, he's not going to be back before the end of the season. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, like I just and I remember thinking like they they and they they wouldn't rule him out for the year. Like they kept saying that he there's a potential for a return here. And I remember thinking like, God, if the Lakers could just have Bynum and Powell, this could be an insane run here that they have. They obviously wind up not getting Bynum back, and the Lakers lose to the Celtics in the finals. And it's funny that Celtics fans to this day will say that Kendrick Perkins was more important to their 2010 title pursuit than Andrew Bynum was to the Lakers 2008 title pursuit when Andrew Bynum was a significantly better player than Kendrick Perkins. Um, but yeah, th this is just, and, and I, you know, the reason I met, I make that comparison, I bring that up, not just to, to piss off Donnie is to, you know, think to myself, all right, if we are sitting here January 4th and we're talking about like a slope for how they are trying to ramp up AD, is this slope going to keep up with, you know, getting him back before the season is too far gone? Um, the Lakers do have a relatively easier schedule here in January than uh, they did, you know, obviously to begin the year. Um, they have gone five and five without AD, which is something of a miracle, I think. So, yeah. you know, if, if they're... So. you and I would not have predicted five and five when we did the ADs out for at least a month podcast. Yeah. Well, remember, he was supposed to originally like they were going to look at him again, 17 games or so 
later, right? Yeah. We are now 10 games in. So if the Lakers can just manage to win four of the next seven, like that is better than I think anybody could have realistically hoped for. And you look at their schedule, and I think it's possible. You know, now we got to see how long LeBron is going to have his DNP DNAs. Um, we, we, we don't know how long that's going to, to last for, how long the sickness, remember Patrick Beverly's sickness kind of held him out for a little bit longer than, than I think we anticipated. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can certainly see four and three looking at the, the next kind of slew of games for the Lakers. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think I hear optimism in my voice. I, I, I think I hear a little bit until I, I remember, <laughs> oh yeah, he can't jump now. Well, yeah, I mean, the whole time you were making that analogy, the only thought going through my head was, you know, if he's on the Andrew Bynum rehab plan, like, when does he graduate to parking illegally in handicapped spots? Like, what step of the rehab process is that? Um, You know, like, when does he start carrying models around on his shoulders? You know, like, while... Going bowling in Ferrari jackets? Yeah, exactly. You know, like, he's got to ramp up. It's You go from jumping to bowling to dancing at a concert, to, uh, you know, to like carrying people around on yeah. your shoulders, and then you can play <laughs> basketball again. Yeah, I do. I do recall that. Like, that was one thing. This was it. like the Every very single beginning. Bynum injury, you'd get like one, here's the stupid thing he's doing update. It was like one year, it's like, oh, like he's like walking around Brazil during the World Cup. Yeah. A- well, after surgery. And... <laughs> Remember he it's wanted like, wait, to what? design. That doesn't sound like a positive update. <laughs> he wanted to design his own knee brace. <laughs> <It was like laughs> unlimited resources at his disposal. He's like, you know what, guys, I got this. So you know what? <laughs> I'm just saying the updates could be more depressing if that makes you feel better. Yeah, you know. And hey, look, jumping. They may find out from the update that it does sound depressing to say out loud. But the update from the jumping could be that hey, he can jump. He's there's no more yeah. stress in the foot. He's doing all right. He can wait till the off season to have that bone spur removed, and then he'll be fine. And that is a thing that like people do play through bone spurs. I would I would imagine. I'm not a doctor, but I would imagine depending on where they are, there's probably I've heard of some players playing through. It, yeah. Yeah, there's varying degrees of discomfort, I'm sure, based on where mm-hmm. it is, how severe it is, how big it is. You know, we don't know any of that. But it does sound like there is hope that he can wait to have that removed till the offseason. And if that's the case, then, you know, as long as he can avoid making the stress injury worse, which is a big if, you know, mm-hmm. because it's an injury that is caused by stress, stress. on the bone, yeah. which famously jumping and playing NBA basketball can do. Um, Especially so, but, the way he you know, does it. Ab- yeah, and if he can avoid all of those things, again, big if, then this is sort of a positive update that he's making progress, even if it also sounds extremely, extremely dark. That it's like, yeah, they're hoping he can jump at some point again. So I'm going to look ahead to the next seven games here. Uh, again, Miami tonight, which, by the way, is going to be on ESPN. I don't think there's going to be any pressure, but I will be on to drink with you for the last five minutes of that game. Um then they have Friday against Atlanta, Saturday at Sacramento, um, Monday against uh, or in Denver, and then Thursday they are at home against Dallas, Sunday at home against Philadelphia. I consider the Atlanta game a win, depending on LeBron's availability. Um, and I think they can beat Dallas, uh, depending on, on LeBron's availability. Those are the two. Like, if you're if you're looking ahead after Christmas, yeah, I I think so. We'll. See. I mean, I don't know. That's fair. All right, fine. <laughs> they have one win in the next seven games. Um, uh, but like, yeah, I, I think if you're if you're just, it's it's so pivotal, you know, given everything that's at stake for the Lakers to be, you know, somewhat in this thing, and the West keeps falling over itself, and that kind of is helping the Lakers, but. Yeah, like it. So right now, everything is really held up by all right. Can the Lakers go shoot five hundred, slightly above five hundred, stay in this thing? And does that convince Rob to go out and get a little bit more help without AD being back? And then um, if they if that help gets there and they get better and uh, is it then worth it for AD to push himself and try to play through a bone spur, you know? And, and like, this is, 
this is all kind of a house of cards where once one thing just gets out of whack, I think the whole damn thing falls over. But I, I do think I, we aren't quite, I don't think, at that point where, yep, this thing's over. This is just, this is done. Uh, it's Which close. is not what I would have expected. Yeah, I, it's close. You yeah, know, they've the, had a lot of help by the West being absolutely terrible this year. And yeah. the, and just like every team having a contest to see who can barf on themselves the most often. Um, yeah. You know, like today, the Timberwolves are like in, you know, talk about depressing seasons. The Lakers have had a bad one. The Timberwolves have had Oof. one of the most depressing NBA seasons I can recall just in general, which is incredible considering that they have like one the of last the last two Lakers young seasons. prospects. Uh, on uh, like in the NBA on their team, you know, exciting, charismatic, you know, Anthony yeah. Edwards. And it's just like, oh yeah, but we traded, we did like, we gave up like more for Rudy Gobert than the Lakers gave up for AD. <laughs> and also we suck the first year. I kind of think that the Wolves need to trade Rudy Gobert just to reset the market. Like they just need, they need to trade him, get him out of there. Get like a couple picks for the guy. Yeah, you got less than you gave up or whatever, but just move on. And that way, also, the rest of the league just can't expect, well, look what Utah got for Gobert. Because then then it's like, well, yeah, then look at what Minnesota got for Gobert. And we can yeah, go so back he, to you're saying first round Tim picks Connelly being movable. Needs to make, you're saying a new GM needs to make a second bad trade in a row <laughs> to, so for that the he betterment can make a of the league, Harrison. Later. Yeah. For the betterment of the league. Well, it's okay. better than like everything. Like the other day, I Maybe saw some people. Maybe it could be like a Joe Dumars thing where they just like hire him to the league office, or like Kiki Vandeway, where they just hire him to the league <laughs> office afterwards. You know, yeah. they're just like they're like, "Hey, you took one for the team. Yeah, you're never going to be a GM again, but you can like hand out suspensions, okay?" Yeah. Or who was it? The 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 guy who runs um, USA Basketball, and then had his son take over the Philadelphia. Oh, uh, Colangelo. Colangelo. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, like they, you know, we can, <laughs> can have a Colangelo situation where like eventually they take over the thunder because yeah, and they, they force just keep him losing. on the thunder. They're like, no, you have to take <laughs> Tim Connolly to bring professionalism back. Um, yeah. Maybe I, they I force him on it. the Lakers. Would you trade Russ for Rudy Gobert? Like they have the same contract, the same contracts they're on currently. Yes. No. Wow. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> you know how bad the season has gone for Rudy Gobert, where last year he was a perennial defensive player of the to year. To be fair, my answer was may a borderline have been no. <laughs> My answer may have been no before the season, just because yeah. like that contract already looked iffy. I I am in, still in disbelief that you know new owner syndrome took over there and they made that deal. But anyway, I I, <laughs> I only mentioned the Timberwolves just to point out that like apparently D'Lo is like subtweeting them and unfollowing them on Instagram. So I like you it. Know. I like it, D'Lo. Yeah. Good good effort. Uh, so D'Angelo Russell is somebody I, I'm going to ask you about more seriously than Rudy Gobert. I kind of knew your answer, but it was just amazing <laughs> to hear it out loud. No, it's good radio. I, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, D'Angelo Russell to the Lakers. And now, the, as you pointed out in the Slack, apparently the uh, the Timberwolves are hard capped. <laughs> yeah, because they spent like a couple thousand more than I think the biannual exception or something like that on yeah. Kyle Anderson. It's like uh -huh. a, it's a couple thousand dollars difference, and they hard capped themselves. So you could trade let's great, see, just see. great off season all around by everyone involved. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Rob Palinka's like when when the Lakers when it comes up to like should Rob Palinka be fired? He's like, hey guys, I didn't trade for Rudy Gobert. You know, <laughs> it's the true, good news. He did not. Put um, it on his resume. <laughs> line two. Uh, but, line one uh, is won a championship in 2020. <laughs> line two is did not trade for Rudy Gobert. So would you trade Russ for D'Angelo Russell and Torian Prince? Just straight up, no picks involved? I don't do you think you need a pick in there? I don't think you do. I mean, yeah, that's just uh, it's really just a depressing trade for both teams. Um, it really is, but, but I mean, like the Lakers get no. A I mean, point I do it shoot. because you're getting you're getting a wing back, and D'Lo fits better alongside the Lakers yeah. stars for all of his kind of foibles, of which there are yeah. many. You know, he's not a perfect player. Um, Should I tweet this out while we're doing this? 
as yeah. as like why people should come listen to us talk about fake trades? Sure, I guess. It's a great right. radio <laughs> once again. Um, I, but yeah, I mean, Torian Prince is like wing-ish. And so, you know, I, I think that, and then D'Lo just fits better with the Lakers than Russ. So yeah, I'd do that deal. I, I would imagine that Minnesota is probably not doing that without a pick of some kind. Maybe. Because you're not going to trade Cat's best friend for, you know, Russ to come in and yell at him, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I, clearly Cat needs to be yelled at more often than he is. Yeah. Right. Like, we. Russ, I, I Rudy, like... and Cat in, in the same locker room would be <laughs> great theater. Can we get Hard Knocks NBA? Like, that's yeah, just. I'm, I'm with it. What's funny though the is I NBA think... give the Timberwolves a pickback if they let reality TV cameras in their locker room with that group for a season. <laughs> What's funny is I think that team fits better with Russ than they do with D'Angelo Russell. Like I, I really think they're like they I when I watch D'Angelo Russell play, um like they need somebody with a little bit more fire. Like I think that's why they, they really also, miss Pat, they just need a professional right? in there. They don't. Yeah. There, there seems to be a distinct lack of professionalism. And look, you and I have been D'Lo defenders for many years. He's not a perfect player. He's not that. Uh, he's not a perfect <laughs> professional. Um, no. But it, you know, I, I would say Russ definitely outranks him in that category in terms of just coming to work, keeping everyone in line. Yeah, I, and I think you know you have at least a lob threat next to him with Rudy Gobert. Like he can, he's capable of doing that. You know, you don't want him catching it any further than a foot away from the basket, but he can do that. Um, when when Gobert isn't out there and Cat is, you have a center who can space the floor and allow Russ to go out there and 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 get to the basket and stuff and and do some creation for for him and Anthony Edwards. Um, the only thing, the only concern I would have there, like if I was Minnesota, is you want to trade the spacing that you have with D'Angelo Russell at point for the lack of spacing that you get with Russell Westbrook at, at point and Anthony Edwards already hates the lack of spacing that they have because they brought Rudy Gobert in. Uh, so that probably wouldn't go very well, but who cares? It's Minnesota. So much so like, that he asked the, the, the Timberwolves PR on a hot mic on a zoom that he didn't realize wasn't closed. <laughs> why, if they could get the beat writers to stop asking him about spacing. <laughs> that's not real. No, that's Tell a real thing. Not... Yeah, no, that's a real story. Yeah. Oh my God. And that's like, Man. that's not even in the top 10 of most dysfunctional Timberwolves updates. Yeah. I mean, it's not the worst hot mic situation he's had this year. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, no, it is all not. right. So the, yeah, I don't know. I would, I don't know if, I think now that I, I hear myself talk about the spacing issue out loud, I think Minnesota would probably ask for a pick. But at the same time, you do have these brand new owners and they might convince themselves, hey, you know what we need? Hall of Fame talent, baby. I could, I could maybe see it. I'm talking myself into this, and I, I, I think you're setting yourself up for disappointment again. This is this trade is not happening. No, it's. Not, I don't think it's happening yeah, either. Okay. But, but maybe, <laughs> maybe just maybe, <laughs> just to just to like really just like kind of tweak Timberwolves fans a little bit in my trade machine screen grab. I, not Tori and Prince. I included Kyle Anderson, uh, who is actually... Oh, my God. No, Harrison. <laughs> and I, I had the Lakers send a pick, but it was lottery protected in 2029. <laughs> oh, my God. Kyle I, Anderson's, I be, like, legit I good. Be as in, I could be more evil than you in the trade machine when I want to be. Kyle Anderson, well, the thing is, you're evil to the other team's fans. I'm, I tend to be more evil to Lakers fans with my trade offers. But, yeah, I, Kyle Anderson is worth a first on his own. Like, yeah, lottery really protected good. first. You know, lottery, lottery <laughs> protected in 2029. I gave them a first. They're well, also you know they're upgrading at point guard, you know? They're getting, a, like, a, a former MVP. Is D'Angelo Russell ever won an MVP? I don't know, but <laughs> I don't think so. He's an all-star. The Lakers would be trading for an all-star. Yeah. Oh, maybe they would. That you know, Tangelo Russell is the mystery star. He's a former <laughs> Laker. Tangelo like, Russell, sign with Clutch. We can make so, this happen. So we're live on Facebook too right now, and you can get Facebook emojis in. And there's this, there's this care emoji like right there. <laughs> it's like right above my finger. 
<laughs> it's just like it's somebody from Facebook is like, "Hey guys, you you look like you need a hug." Like, you, like you guys, well, thank you. You guys are not okay. I appreciate it. Whoever whoever gave us that emoji, thank you. Uh, I do. I do very much need a hug. Um, oh, I have a misfortune of the week coming up later in the yeah, show. Yeah, I, I you're do too. Like. Okay, cool. So let's move on then. Mine is not giving up seven first round picks for Rudy Gobert. Thankfully, <laughs> that's fortune of the week. That's, that's yeah, not that's misfortune. my good fortune of the. I I have not done that yet. <laughs> if Tim Connolly was on the show, every misfortune of the week is just, <laughs> just look, like you know what, guys, the, the continuing fallout of the Gobert trade, like. <laughs> Um, As if the, the trade wasn't bad enough, he he like he got a door dink on my car. He opened his door <laughs> too wide and just like smashed off my rearview mirror. It's just it's been rough. <laughs> Jimmy Jimmy Butler's like I don't see the problem. What? Bulls <laughs> um, legend. So so the reason all this might be moot though, to your point from earlier, and why that trade might not happen, or partially why that trade might not happen. I'm gonna say it's among many reasons why that trade's <laughs> probably reasons. not gonna happen. Several reasons why that trade would not happen. Is that apparently people around the league don't think the Lakers can trade their or the front office can trade their two uh first round picks. And this is how um Howard Beck phrased it on the crossover with Chris Mannix and Howard Beck. Quote, they, obvi- they obviously are not willing to trade the picks, and I've heard rumblings. They're only rumblings, so I don't want people to go too far with this or go crazy with the aggregation. Sorry, Howard. Sorry, uh, Howard. <laughs> but a couple people around the league have told me in recent weeks that they believe that the front office has essentially been told not to trade the picks, that they're guarding those. End quote. They're guarding those. You know, based on the defense, about the time Lakers, the Lakers guard something. You know, yeah, it's, hey. well, I was gonna, I was gonna say, based on the defense that the Lakers are playing right now without Anthony Davis, I'm surprised those picks haven't been traded. Like the oh, so stolen, like, just like they're just like, yeah, yeah we lost them. Sorry, yeah. we, the, the, Turns out every pick is actually like a physical object. Teams have to mail them to each other. Well, hey. Sam Presti per- pulled off the Ocean's Eleven heist of the century. He just like it's. Ooh, I would watch that movie. Um, yeah. So the Lakers. The Lakers, though, now, uh, it, Jacob expanded on this a little bit in the post that he wrote for the site and explained why this would make a little bit of sense. And, you know, the, the, the rumor or the report that I just can't quite get out of my head is that apparently uh, Jeannie Buss scuttled a trade, that, that Miles Turner and Buddy Heel trade, before the season um, because she's a big fan of Russell Westbrook. And... <laughs> Saying that co- that combination of words a leak in that, that order aged like aged milk like if you like if you took milk that was you knew was expired and instead of throwing yeah. it away you put it in the wine cellar and yeah, like you're just like let me age this for a year and then you took a sip and it's that moment it's it's like it's like a a week or two before that milk turns into cheese. Right. Anthony, is, they were is, like they were like five games under five hundred when that leak came out, taking a victory lap on like Genie <laughs> Bus showed faith in Russ. Look, man, and not a single then, person is going to accuse her of being good at her job. Real bad. He has been real bad since then. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That uh, I, that six man of the year talk. Uh, he's still the betting favorite. He's still oh, a cow. Like. The- All right. Yeah, that that's just box score watching. <laughs> um. So yeah, the what do you think? Like, do you, I I think this makes some sense. I think it's, I don't think it's impossible that, uh, at the very least, the Lakers. Well, or look, I think it's objectively true that the Lakers are operating as if they have been told, do not trade those picks, right? Because they have not traded those picks. Um. Now, do I think it's possible that this is something ownership or that inner circle has told to Rob Polinka? That's a very different question, and I don't quite know. I I would pro- and there's no way for the people that are speculating about it. like to be cl- like Beck made this as clear as possible in asking yeah. us to not go crazy with the aggregation that uh, sorry, this Beck. is coming from other people. You know, sorry, sorry, Howard. Um, <laughs> that uh, you know we that this is coming from people outside of the team. Like he laid that out very clearly. This is not, you know, someone with the Lakers saying, you know, Hey, like, I, I think, I think Jeannie might be telling us to guard the pit. No, it's, it's people 
outside of the Lakers that presumably have had trade talks with them or dealt with them in some sort of, you know, other NBA business fashion, thinking that the Lakers are operating like a team who have been told to trade their picks, which is different from knowing that for a fact. But it is yeah. an interesting theory that, you know, I guess I hadn't given as much consideration to. Like, I was looking at it more from the sense of, like, you know, everyone's on the same page, and maybe they all are. Like, this doesn't exempt that. Maybe Rob Polinka could think that that's the right decision and also be being told to do it. We just don't know. And so, you know, it is, it, it's an interesting theory, and I, I do think that it's something that's worth discussing, which is why it's worth, like, writing up and worth us doing a podcast uh, segment on it, but I also like, there's no way to know for sure. So I, I laughed earlier the, because the, the genie leak in tandem with it is also not something that I like connected those dots. I've had a very busy day at like at my actual job uh, outside of Lakers stuff. And, <laughs> uh, but that is hilarious. And uh, so yeah, actually I'm, I, I'm like more on board with this theory now. Yeah. I think, I think there's a lot going on here. So I, I've been laughing basically for like the last two days at the GOP not being able to elect a house leader. Like it is just all right, every... and uh, that's going to do it for me on this episode of the Silver Screen and Roll podcast. <laughs> I'm going to let Anthony uh, take over with the. I'm going to I'm going to exit the stage left. <laughs> I, I wish I could turn your camera from from where I'm sitting, but um, no, I've been laughing at this. Like every single update from that situation has just gotten more and more ridiculous. It's been funnier and funnier to me. Um, how this is all going down uh, in in that portion of the country, and you know this this whole this whole my situation favorite update here. has been the 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 Santos guy that like lied about his entire resume, just like all the <laughs> screenshots of him sitting in the back by himself, like like a kid with no friends on the first day of school. I can I I see that bet and I raise it. George Santos <laughs> did not respond when his name was being called. Bringing into question if George Santos is actually his I miss I missed this update. That is very funny. That is even funnier. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, that, that is my only comment on politics today. So, well, so like every every story that I get that that come like floats out of that cesspool is just like funnier and funnier and funnier. It's just like ridiculous um, how how things are going over there. But like the opposite is true regarding the Lakers and these picks where like every single story is just like, oh, my God, how did I not think that this was possible? And how do we keep steeping lower and lower and lower into insanity? Um, whereas current like where, where I currently reside, it's just like I, I've lost my complete mind watching these people just compete completely fumble away. Again, all the front office has to do is turn almost $70 million in expiring money and two first-round picks into, like, two or three playable rotation players. That's it. That's it. Like, they have completely overthought every step of this. All That's all you have to do. <laughs> it's, just, it's like this is not some mythical Odyssean quest that the Lakers are, 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 are <laughs> embarking on. But no, I'm stuck here. Seeing, you know, these reports float out that, hey, maybe just maybe Rob Polinka literally is not allowed to trade these picks. And, you know, just like with the Genie Bus report regarding uh, trading for trading Russ for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner earlier in the year, you know, it's the kind of thing that it could be other people like the Lakers are very collaborative in that inner circle and various people can cast various votes. Um, but at the end of the day, the person who would be able to kind of set this in stone, you know, etch this policy in stone is Jeannie Buss. And just like with, with the Russell Westbrook trade that reportedly got to the one-yard line and then was scuttled, the only person who can scuttle a trade at the one-yard line is Jeannie Buss. And, and again, like as I always say, the number one rule in PR is tell your own story or you allow other people to tell your story for you. And all, like this complete radio silence from everybody involved forces us to speculate what the hell is going on. And right now, this speculation by, by other teams who are trying to deal with the Lakers right now, um, that they are not allowed to trade this pick, it makes sense to me. 
it it, it tracks. It I certainly mean, fits how when, things have gone. Yeah, like when something is logical and it seems like a team should, and you know, maybe the Lakers will trade these picks and all this is moot, you know, in the next like month or two, but they certainly have not been acting like a team that is very interested in doing that. And, uh, you know, again, it's lying season, especially now that the trade market has opened up. And so maybe they are just trying to sort of really make this believable, seemingly entrench themselves so they can get a slightly better deal in February. And, you know, you are going to have to eat a lot of crow if that happens. Um, But, uh, you know, I I would happily eat that crow. I will actually make a crow pie. Sometimes the most logical theory or the simplest theory is, you know, the is what's really happening. And in this case, you know, the team being this determined to not trade picks that, you know, again, like we don't even know if Rob Polinka is going to be around at that point. Like he got an extension, but he didn't get an extension through 2029. Um, You know, theoretically, you'd think that maybe he would have some incentive to want to add to his resume and show that he could turn this team around. Or maybe it's easier. It's like the tanking GM thing where it's easier to just be like, Hey, no, our plan it's to be really bad. And so mission accomplished. Um, but yeah, I mean the, the idea that you spoke to, this was going around a little bit yesterday that the Lakers are not that far off. You know, when you consider how hilariously bad their luck has been, you know, in terms of health and availability, and, you know, that this roster is not good. Like, when you look at the plus minuses of this team, the fact that they have been able, like, they've went, you know, 500 without AD, their, you know, their record on the season is not, you know, like, they aren't completely out of the playoff chase. They're five games below 500, but not as bad as you would think, given how they've played at times. You know, the team's plus minus, like, I don't know if you saw this going around yesterday, the only players in the positive in plus minus to (laughs) play more than raw plus minus, right? Yeah. Raw plus minus to play more than 130 minutes. So like Matt Ryan was a zero at 129. Cole Swider uh, has played two minutes and is a plus three. Um, But outside of, those guys the only ones in the pluses are Wendy and gabriel plus 10 lebron plus 29 anthony davis plus 48 austin reeves plus 56 everyone else is in the negative and in most cases like massively so like patrick <laughs> beverly is a minus 85 russell westbrook is a minus 45 lonnie walker poor lonnie you know after getting off to yeah. a strong start to the season yeah has felt this starting lineup more than anyone he is a team low minus 117 um yeah it's been it's been rough the Lonnie one especially made me really sad I was looking like all right who's the worst who's the worst oh Lonnie but that gets back to the point that I was making with you and Aaron on last week's Lakers lounge right was yeah Lonnie's a a a good like wow it's weird attacking guards that are starting that should not all be starting alongside each other are three of the four worst plus minuses so I was looking. Apparently, Cole Swider is playing for the for the um, South Bay Lakers, right? He's played two games. Yeah, I believe he's back. Yeah, yeah, that's good to see. I would like to see him eventually at some point this season. You know, you and Rob Lakers. Both. Yeah, I look. I mean, we'll have to bring Sabrina back to apologize to Raj if he actually comes on and starts playing well. <laughs> Sabrina's just like it's not in my contract. I'm not allowed to. It's no, no, no. Thing. She she signed she signed a lifetime contract with I Love Basketball. Okay, <laughs> loving basketball is a lifetime deal. <laughs> yeah, I. But to the point that you're making about like how terribly this season has gone, and for the Lakers to still have a chance, I likened it last night in the lowdown. Which you know, thanks for announcing that you don't listen to these things. I said it last I do, night. I do in, not. If I, I, I'm, I'm the opposite of most listeners. If I see Anthony Irwin on a pod, I hit <laughs> nope. Do not download. <laughs> but like I, on last night's lowdown, I compared it to like that first half that we we all know when we see it. Right, every single thing goes wrong. You're missing free throws. You're turning the ball over. Offensive rebounds. It just looks like the team is just kind of stuck in the mud. And then you look up at the score and you're like, huh? You're down seven. Hmm. You know. And I feel like that's exactly how these first, I don't know how many games they've played, 40 or so games have gone yeah. here for the Lakers, where yeah, everything has, has gone wrong. You're like, huh, we're four games back. And now, sure, a run in the opposite direction, right? A losing streak, 
Um, the other teams realizing, oh, hey, we don't have to keep shooting ourselves in the foot or each other in the foot, like just time and time and time and time and ten. Um, like that's that that can always happen, and that four game deficit can turn into an eight or a nine game deficit, just like that. Just like that seven point lead can balloon really quickly into a fifteen or sixteen point lead. But that and that's been lead, the more frequent occurrence for the Lakers the last couple of years. I, I can't in the tell you quarter. how many times last year where I was like, ah. Lakers only down seven going into the half. That feels kind of lucky. And then it's like the Lakers have uh, put up the worst third quarter in NBA history. And <laughs> this literally happened against Dallas. Yes. Yeah, like, I think oh, that wow. exact scenario. Melo appears to be taking a nap in the corner. Um, I don't, I don't know why he hasn't been subbed out yet, but <laughs> now I picture Carmelo Anthony showing up in his Lakers Jersey from last year, sleeping in the corner. Like he has yeah. courtside seats and he's sleeping in the corner. Like guys, I'm just doing my job. We're good. Don't need spacing. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you look at the if you look at the standings right now, the Lakers, you know, like you mentioned, they're not that far back from playing range, and some of the teams ahead of them are probably going to start to fall out. You would still think at some point the like Thunder, Utah. you know, Utah, uh, like they should have a chance to get. I mean, th- there's there's two playoff spots between them and the, or there's one playoff spot between them and the Timberwolves to chase in that range or mm-hmm. play in spot. Um, but you know, maybe the Blazers continue to fall out a little bit. I don't know. Um, well, no, I think, I think it's possible that the Suns Utah have been really bad out. lately. And, like eventually you know, if the Laker, if the, if the jazz especially are still stuck in that, like kind of play in spot, right. If they, if they're just kind of trudging along in mediocrity, eventually Danny Ainge is going to make a trade to make the team worse and get back into the Wembenyama sweepstakes. And the nice thing here is like, because the odds have flattened out, he doesn't need to fall that far. So he can always kind of convince himself that they can fall far enough for the, for a, a tangible statistical, um, I guess, advantage. Yeah. Improvement. Thank you. Uh, to be gained. So like, I think, I think it's possible, you know, it, the, the key again, though, like Harrison, and it goes back to like this whole, the, the whole approach that the Lakers keep um, having to the season is, you know, and, and Aaron calls my, my logic circular, which fair, I think all sports arguments are, are, are circular arguments. All hypothetical log- arguments are circular, but in this case, yeah. they have been as p- particularly so. Like, I think he has a point about mm-hmm. how people will use the same thing to argue different points. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, 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 I still say that, like, given the way that LeBron is playing, and if all you need right now, like, I don't think the Lakers need to make a trade that involves both of those picks to make the roster just a little bit more serious, right? Like, I, I, I really don't think, like, honestly, just move, getting rid of a point guard, just one, and, and turning that point guard or two point guards into a wing. Turning, it turning two point guards into Terry Rozier and just, like, you yeah, know, like, sort just of. Yeah, like, anything. Just, like, like it, just, consol- uh, consolidating the rotation a little bit. Yeah. Like just, just like just getting getting oh, getting rid of one point guard and opening up minutes so that you can get Troy Brown in there a little bit more often, so you can get Wayne and Gabriel in there a little bit more often. Um, you can get more consistent minutes for Austin Reeves. Like I saw the other night, he played twenty two minutes. That didn't make any sense to me. Like this is just it 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 doesn't require again. It goes back to the the same thing, the same stupid drum I've been banging all all year. It makes a fart noise every time I hit it. Just like like. What they're what what Rob Palinka in this front office is tasked to do is nowhere near as difficult as it as it appears to be based on the way that they're approaching this. Just like this last offseason, they made this offseason so much more difficult than it had to be by completely overthinking the Russell Westbrook situation. Just do the easy thing. Stop talking about Bradley Beal. Stop waiting for Luca to get pissed with Jason Kidd. Stop waiting for Jason Tatum to, to wear his next Kobe outfit. Like stop. Stop with all that bullshit. Just go out and get a couple feasible rotation players. Like, sh- shore up this thing that the Lakers have right now so that this this seven-point halftime deficit can turn into, like, a two-point deficit by the time AD comes back, and now you can actually make a run. Like, this is, this is just... I, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills day in, day out when we talk about this stuff because, like, the stuff that we're talking about is nowhere near as difficult as these idiots keep making it look. It's wild. And, and you know, one of the things that you brought up uh, in your pod with Sedano, which I listened to because you had a smart guest on, um, you know, <laughs> uh, to sort of check your worst impulses. Um, Dude, you should have you know, seen the background that he had 
like just absolutely perfect. I saw it in the clip that you tweeted out. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, I, you had Sedano on and I thought that he made a good point. And this is actually coincidentally a point that, uh, that Craig was making in a uh, article for the site today, um, you know, about that the Lakers, your whole thing is that you're supposed to be partners with stars and that, you know, that rep can disappear real quick. If, yes. you know, especially if this with this star badly with LeBron, like you don't get to tout yourself as, oh, you know, we had to get Jim Buss out of here. It was a bad look. No stars wanted to come, you know, and then immediately go to like maybe like piss off maybe the greatest player of all time and be like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like you're still producing greater Who than only heads up in agency Harrison. <laughs> yeah. Well, Anthony, no, there's been no collusion found between those two parties. Okay. <laughs> They are the NBA is dug into this. They have, fair, they have their best point. tampering investigators on it. Um, and you know, Clutch will probably LeBron's going to be docked a second round pick when he is owner of the Las Vegas uh, franchise. Okay, for this worth it. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> he's going to get an actual franchise, and all he's going to have to pay is a second round pick, a conditional second round pick. <laughs> they're going to be like, well, you know, so it turns out that you know it was kind of weird that you had like nine Clutch guys on your team. You know, at, like every at all times. Team. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna dock you a second round pick. Um, you know, um, Adam Silver coming down strong. Uh, but like, yeah, I. I you can't keep saying that you're, you know, that you're a play stars want to play. You're not, you're not going to be a play stars want to play if this is how things are going. Like, yeah, LA will always be nice and the Lakers brand will always be somewhat appealing, but mm-hmm. you know, we saw with, with the Jim bus era, like stars still didn't want to go there because no. it's like, I mean, number one, they didn't really want to take a backseat to an agent Kobe. I think that was certainly a factor that people mm-hmm. underrate sometimes. Um, and, but there was also, you know, like the team was just terrible and yeah. they looked incompetent all the time. Kevin Durant didn't and, even take a meeting with him. Remember like yeah. he, 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 like he was a free agent and he was just like, no, you're not, you're not ready for me. I, I kind of want to win. Like, I don't, I don't really yeah. want to hear about how like Adam Levine's going to wear my Jersey and like marketing stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. LaMarcus Aldridge turned him down twice. They had two yeah. separate meetings. The, the well, they had to have the so... second meeting to talk about basketball, Anthony. There were so many <laughs> marketing opportunities in the first meeting. They just couldn't squeeze in the basketball part. Yeah. I, it's just. You're absolutely right. And one day and, we got to try and get Lamar- when uh, Lamarcus is like mostly retired, right? At this point, is he? He's not still playing somewhere, is he? No, I think he's. We got to try and get him on a pod to talk about like the Lakers pitch meeting. Like, what was that? You I know? could pitch him on. I could because I'm in Austin. He went to UT. So there you go. Maybe Just trick him. There's Just your tell connection. Him you want to talk about his college years? Yeah. Um. But <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned this this point when I wrote 800 actual words. On this exact point yesterday. Well, I thought Craig made a great point in his editorial when he pointed this out. <laughs> Craig probably and, did. Craig is really good yeah. at this. <laughs> I, yeah. wrote, I wrote eight. I wrote eight hundred words and I narrated those eight hundred words for the lowdown, which you didn't. You didn't read or listen to. No thanks. Solid editor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. <laughs> I might add that as my misfortune of the week. Just finding out that like Harrison, whose job it is to read stuff that goes up at the site, is just like, no, that's hey, way hey too man, toxic I, over I there. I cannot I physically cannot read everything that goes live at the SP Nation NBA networks. I gotta pick my best writer. <laughs> See, I was I was gonna flip it the other way around and say that the reason that you aren't uh, reading my stuff is because you just trust me. You just know that I'm going to take a nice. No, it's more about like plausible deniability. <laughs> and like, if I don't know what you wrote, then <laughs> I can claim honestly that I didn't know that that was in there. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on really quickly. Tonight, the Lakers are playing the Miami Heat. They will not have LeBron James. They will not have Lonnie Walker. LeBron James playing with a non, not playing with a non COVID illness. Harrison, if you had to like just offer up a percentage of of chance that he may not be available for a nationally televised game against the Miami Heat when we just saw him play and score 40 points in consecutive games if you had to offer up a percentage of like chance that you think maybe just maybe he's offering up the Lakers again on a nationally televised game to get roasted by Mark Jackson Jeff Van Gundy, and our buddy, George Sedano, who's going to be on that, on that telecast too, 
for 48 yeah, minutes of, can the, you believe this roster they gave to Anthony Davis and LeBron James? I see it's on ESPN. I can't it find is. if it says who, uh, like who was no. actually did. Did Sedano say? I forgot. Sedano said it's him. It's him, Jackson, and 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 F, uh, JVG Jeff Engunny. Okay. Well, no, I would assume it's like Breen or a play-by-play guy in there, not Jeff Van Gundy. No, well, Breen is yeah. there, so they have okay. the, like their A team basically, right? So it's okay. it's it's oh, no. Breen. Yeah. But yes. <laughs> it was already like, you know, it was already going to be bad enough. Like if it was like just Mark Jackson, because we know that like he never, you know, misses an opportunity to, you know, like, yeah, sort of cook people for not helping LeBron out. Uh, but yeah, with JVG there to, you know, to add to it, like, yeah, this is going to be either the greatest or worst podcast of all time. <laughs> Sorry, Two George. former coaches roasting the Lakers for putting a rookie head coach in this predicament too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> This is going to be, it's going to be think, loud. Like, JVG's devastating line about Polinka is going to be tonight. He's like, I don't know how you can blame a rookie head coach for playing the player. Like sign a player that's over <laughs> six, six. Why is this a model novel concept? <laughs> you know that, you know, that everyone looks picture like of- me holding on to Patrick Ewing's leg. How are they supposed to win like this? <laughs> Literally the joke I was going to make. Well done. <laughs> Same page. That's broadcast synergy, baby. You know? You see poor, poor Patrick Beverly's holding on to Jimmy Butler's ankle. <laughs> He's just like being dragged around the floor, just yelling at him. And then he comes back up and he, score, he scores a breakaway layup and does the too small gesture. As they're down yeah. 25. <laughs> Patrick Bramble is going to be doing the too small gesture in, in fucking warmups. Like he's just like, <laughs> that's the closest the Lakers are going to be. Um, yeah, I, I, I think so. A uh, somebody on Twitter who who's at I I can't grab right now mentioned that to me, and I love this theory. I adore it. I am here one zillion. Per- I I actually think it's a greater than fifty percent chance that LeBron is saying, "You know what, guys, enjoy this roast fest." So I'm I'm sick of carrying these three tiny little guards night in night out. Go have your fun. This is this is what it would look like without me. You guys you guys want to start building for for a post me era? Here's what that would look like. Enjoy it. I like this theory. It really would be LeBron hitting them with the baguette. Um, you know, in, in this case, um, I also think, you know, to be fair, he, he's an older guy now. Um, and flu is going, you know, who, well, I I also like, I've, I've never been to Miami, but you know, I would imagine most near 40 year olds, if they go for a weekend of partying in Miami, probably end up missing a day of work the, you know, the next day. (laughs) I can confirm not to the Miami part, but like partying for a weekend. That, like, I, I do appreciate the NBA working in uh, non-COVID illness to replace flu-like symptoms now. Because mm-hmm. now it's like they realize that we had caught on to flu, what flu-like symptoms meant. Yeah. And now it's just like non-COVID illness. Yeah. I wish it would be make it more obvious. Like dehydration. Headache. <laughs> needs That's a how you know a guy's like being unprofessional. <laughs> it's if the team lists him with that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Dehydration. <laughs> he ain't drinking enough water. Yeah. Have a Gatorade before you go to bed. <laughs> Be an Lack adult. Lack of Pedialyte. Yeah. Apparently, somebody said uh, that you are not supposed to take aspirin before you go to bed. With like, if you if you are nervous that you're going to wake up with a hangover, that that's like really bad for you. So Th- this good is a know. better question for Aaron. This is outside of my expertise. Yeah. Hey, shots to Aaron. Like two weeks of sobriety. Well done, dude. That's awesome. And during um, this Lakers season too. Way to <laughs> <yeah>, go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly better man. the worst time to try that, but you know we <laughs> better admire man him than nonetheless. Me. Yes. Um, all right. Let's go with our misfortunes of the week to wrap things up here. Uh, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Yeah, yours will probably be funnier, so I can go first. Like, all right. Speaking of, just based on your reaction, I'm imagining yours is going to be funnier. But speaking of good. aspirin, uh, I 
was I tried to do a nice thing for my wife this week. And, you know, she was at work doing the game, you know, uh, like uh, all that stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to get the dishes done, you know, from dinner, from the dinner that I made myself, all the stuff that was left in the sink, whatever. She said she was going to do them before work, but I'm going to be nice. I'm going to get these done. It's like a nice like thank you for going into work, you know, making money for the household thing today. And <laughs> I am never doing dishes again because not only do I like end up like throwing my back out like almost every time. Um, oh, of course. Because it's just like all the constant bending whatever like i'm just i'm not built for dishes anything um this world yeah (laughs) built different in a bad way as we always say (laughs) but not only that but um my my lovely wife uh decide she has a lovely habit of leaving all of the cabinets open around the house um (laughs) and so when i jen always leaves like a crack on the drawers like okay, so like, the crack push, would not – the crack is bit. fine, whatever. The, I wouldn't care about that. The, you know, bug my OCD a little bit, but, like, I, I could deal with that. Uh-huh. The the thing that Mia, – Mia leaves them wide-ass open so that I guess, like, she can have full view of what's in the pantry, whatever. I was putting some bowls away, uh, like the mixing bowls, the pans, whatever, down below, uh, you know, where all the color is. And when I went to get back up, I, I got pretty quickly – and I think I may have concussed myself uh, on the door oh, that the she corner? left open. It's like smashed my head into it full speed, oh. almost collapsed, screamed out the F word. And I think scared my neighbor um, that she there was like about to be a murder committed in the household. But it was like just me <laughs> at home by myself and scaring the, the cat. The cat thought that I had finally snapped at like all the all the pranks he's been pulling on me, like my yeah. weekly misfortunes of trying to trip me going down the stairs, whatever. Like he just bolted. I didn't see him for an hour. Um, oh, see, and- I pictured I pictured Sasha like on the on the top of the couch or something with some popcorn that just appeared magically. Yeah, he's just like, like oh, watch time this. to go to my biggest hater's funeral. Um, this is going to be yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and so my head still hurts like two days later. Uh, I've had like a headache intermittently, um, you know. You might actually uh, have like a concussion. Like, yeah, I think possible. I may have actually like concussed myself. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then so <laughs> explaining to Mia like when she got home that I'm like, yeah, like I did the dishes, but I think I could cuss myself. So like, it, you know, just keep an eye on me while I'm sleeping tonight. <laughs> I wish you would have just stopped at the second second sentence. Like, all right, well, I tried to surprise you. I did the dishes. Might have a concussion and then just walk away. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's it. you know, I was a little too concussed for that advanced wordplay. But yeah, it's like I have a bump on my head that also is like right where the headphone thing goes. And so it just this whole podcast is just pressing on it. And it's just, yeah, I'm not I'm not in tip top shape today. You know, I was uh, heading into this. I thought for sure I had you. I, I still think I do, but it's closer than I thought. It's you certainly okay. have like you're you're going into halftime down seven. Okay. Um, all right. So we just, uh, like, right before Christmas, we had uh, the hot water go out, and it was because one of our pipes froze. And um, I, what, I, what you have to do in that spot is go and reach every part of pipe that you can actually see and get to and check and make sure that, they're, that, that it isn't, like, expanded. Um, and, you know, you can take, like, for the type of piping that I have, I can take a heat gun to it and I can loosen it. So that when water finally goes through there, you don't have to worry about a uh, a a bursting pipe. Um, I right. wasn't able to find anything, and fortunately, like you know, the the it warmed up quickly enough that uh, I didn't have to worry about a burst pipe. But we have what's called a reverse osmosis system, which is like for like better drinking water, essentially, and um, it has a leak detector attached to it because it had, it's really particular about like the kind of setting situation it can run in. And yeah, no, it's, um, a, it's the type of like hoity toity updates that you've been known to make to your house. Yeah. I, the, the water is delicious. And so, um, <laughs> so in, in my looking at the pipes underneath the sink, I accidentally tripped the uh, quick release on the pipe that connects to the main sink there and um, Jen turned on the water eventually, and I tripped it without think, without realizing that I tripped it. So she turned on the water, and the water like it didn't get too wet down there, but it it, it tripped the leak detector, and it turned off our re- reverse osmosis thing. It's been off now for like a week or so. Um, well, fortunately, the water company was finally able to come out and check it out, and I'm there alone by myself with Miles today. Avery's at at preschool. Jen was at the office. 
But Miles has been a little under the weather, weather. And he was kind of fussy. It was right before his nap time. So he's like super duper fussy. I'm holding him here. I had just fed him a bottle. And um, the guy is like working there under the sink. And he says, hey, can you come here and look at this thing really quick? And I'm like trying to like, I'm trying to position myself while I'm holding a baby who is like a big baby at this point. He's he's like way bigger than Avery was. So I'm trying to like trying to pr- large, position myself. He's a myself. large baby that complains a lot. He really is your son. Paternity <laughs> has passed. <laughs> giant whiny baby. Yes. My son through and through. So this guy's like under the sink and he's like, hey, do you mind coming over and looking at this? And I go like, okay, sure. And as I'm going to like, as I'm going to lean down and position myself with him and again, holding miles and like, I don't know, like people who are watching can see, I have him here on my right arm like this and his, his head is facing out this way. And, um, as I'm leaning over, I, I feel miles go like, you know, and, and I'm like, Oh no, I don't know how I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to like avoid this situation. And what I wind up having to do is just dip out. Like I just had to, I, I told the guy, Oh, <laughs> I didn't have to, I wasn't able to say anything to him, but I just roll real fast. And in rolling miles projectile vomits. And I swear to God, it was just like this circle of vomit that like, <laughs> so like I'm telling you, if Michael Bay was filming this thing, he would have like this circular <laughs> rotating camera around Miles as he's just going over here. It's like splashing all over my kitchen. And this guy, um, completely clueless. Like he's just like working along. He's like, Yeah, so you gotta look you gotta look at this thing right here and you gotta keep an eye on this little leak detector and here I got a fresh new piece of gauze and you stick it right there and you and I'm you like, a, dude, you got my, a decent Texan accent now. My Yeah, well it's actually this is my I'm I'm using an accent right now to talk to you. I usually no. <laughs> but like yeah, I I just like literally dip duck dodged and dodged to like to to, to, <laughs> to make sure that my son doesn't vomit on you, dude. Um, and you're sitting here telling him about me, telling me about leak detectors. So he you goes, were the oh. ultimate leak detector in that case. I was, I did. <laughs> well done. So like, I, th- it doesn't end though. So, um, I tell it the guy, like, uh, well, not worse. That was the worst part of it. But okay. like, as, as I'm, as like, as I thought this you were going to say working, like, oh, the, here's how I imagine the story ending. It missed the guy. You think you're in the clear, but then he slips on the vomit and now he's suing you. Ooh, man. That was close. He was he was certainly yeah. walking right there, like walking around and and you know completely clueless. But no, I think he was just kind of down there, working on the sink. So I I tell the guy, hey, it's like, hey, are you going to be here a little while? He goes, yeah, I'm going to be working on this. So I go, all right. Um, if you don't mind, I'm going to go put my son down in the other room. See if I can get him to take a nap. I'll be right back here in like two minutes. See if I can get him to stop throwing up on you. Yeah, please. Like <laughs> unless you have a parka or a poncho, I'm gonna, I'm just going to go take care of this over here, and I'll come right back here to look at your leak detector. So. Um, I do wind up, I get Avery to kind of like calm down. He's like, before he was like screaming. I was like, Hey man, I have to take care of this. I'm going to go put him in this room. So he, he goes and he goes to take his nap or whatever. And I think I have him down and I'm talking to him in the kitchen and, um, he's telling me about the problem. He's telling me, all right, I think we have it fixed here. I, you know, here's my card for this or that. And then as he's handing me the card, Miles starts kind of rustling and I can hear it in the background and he, and he just starts rambling on, da, 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 like, you know, this, these osmosis things, they can be kind of finicky. They work in a most. And then Miles is like escalating in the background. <laughs> and then I'm like, hey, dude, you have like five minutes to go. And, he, and then he starts telling me about like his osmosis system, which I don't give a fuck about. And he's just like, he's like, he keeps going. And in the background, you have this crescendo of, of just rising crescendo of baby. And finally, as as he's like he's he's telling me about like this other customer and that's where I draw my line. Avery er, Miles is full on screaming now, full on screaming, and I know that I, I come off as an asshole here, and I apologize to whatever your name is who works for for this water company, but the, Miles is like full on scream coughing because he has a cough. So every time he cries really hard, he starts coughing and gagging, and this guy is just like powering right through his story. He's telling me about his. So finally, he gets to this next customer, and I just go, dude, do you not hear this? My guy, <laughs> like, do you not hear my son? <laughs> like, he goes, 
oh my God, man, I'm so sorry. I, you know what? I apologize. Here's my car. Give me a call if you need anything. I was like, hey, I'm sorry for snapping, but I have to go. Okay, man, I'll see you later. I'm just going to clean up. No, no, I, dude, I'll clean up. I got to go. Get out of my house. <laughs> and that's how it ends. Me telling this poor dude who fixed my water to, to get out of my house. Am I wow. the asshole in that moment? Yeah. I think Am kinda. I the asshole? Yeah. I mean, you could have gone about it in a nicer way. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say probably. I don't think you realize how stressful a screaming baby can be, though. Well, I mean, sure, but also, like, aren't you supposed to let them cry? Isn't that like a... No, that's, that, that doesn't start till like, month four or five. He's at, he's oh, okay. at three months right now. So, almost. Okay. We're almost there, but no, he would have... And he would have kept on, like, screaming and gagging, and, like, again, it wasn't yeah, screaming... Yeah, I guess you're not supposed to let your kid choke, right? So, yeah, he yeah. was like... Okay. Cause, like, that's the other thing, is I put him for his nap down on his back, so, like, as he's coughing, he might be, like, choking, and that's, well, like, this guy... No. He, the, he also told me he's a dad it, but... too. He oh, like he well. told me he's a dad, and I'm like, dude, you you do you not hear the like you're a dad. You know these you know these sounds. Well, <laughs> those are I not mean, good I'm sounds. Gu- By vocation, I'm guessing he was not the one staying at home with the baby, so he may not like recognize. That's possible. You know? That's possible. Yeah. But he's still been around a baby. Like you know what a bad yeah. baby sound is. So I don't know. All right. That's going to do it here for this episode of the I Loathe Basketball Podcast and apparently I Loathe the Working Class Podcast. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah it's Anthony's I Loathe the Working Class Podcast. Um, unbelievable. I, I apologize. I'm sorry. I, and I You're did like, say I'm, I'm sorry. sorry but... I, am, I don't know if you know this, but I am an extremely important podcaster and I need to get my son down for a nap so that I can go talk about the Lakers. Get out of my house. <laughs> When you put it that way. <laughs> uh, make sure you guys check out the pressure cooker tonight. Probably won't be much pressure, but there will be cooking. Russ yeah, is, is going like, to be allowed to cook. A, is it like the NBA's clutch statistics? Is there like a is there a barometer for pressure? You know, do you, do you have a leak detector on the pressure cooker? Like at some point, it is, it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm not good. turning this on. They're down 45. Like, I'm, Yeah, I don't think we're going to be. I'm not too worried about pressure. But I'll be there. I'm going to ask everybody here it's in the social media roll Slack to see if anybody else wants to come well, on I'm and laugh. I'm going to preemptively say no thank you. <laughs> uh, and then make sure you check out Raj's spaces after the game. Oh, poor Raj. Oh, no, Raj. I might, I might let him skip. I might you let gotta him skip. you got to tell him to skip. Like, if it's if if not me, the Kendrick Nunn revenge 35-point game leading them to a win, like... If he asks me, I, Raj, if you're listening, if you don't want to do tonight's game, you don't he have doesn't to do listen tonight. to the podcast. That's true. He, I, he rewatches podcasts. Hey, this is a video, so. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.